It's nice to see some uh, visitors showing up post-winter uh, retreat. Um, although we had some visitors here in and out, it was pretty rare. And yeah, we've uh, started our, our regular schedule again. It's been going for it's been going irregularly, irregularly for the last four days. Um, so the community, with my encouragement, uh, jumped into uh, morning and afternoon work periods um, so that we could uh, demolish for kutis that uh, we are replacing and uh, prepare the sites for... Um, for that, for our contractor and for inspections and all kinds of things that are happening. And as one of the monastics remarked, it's a, it's a very good kind of work, um, but it, it's very tiring, but it's sort of also a good, t- feel, good uh, feeling of being tired. And it, yeah, it has been a, a marvel for me just seeing how well uh, we've been working together, how harmonious, um, how easy the amount of injuries seem to have been few, although I think most of us have pretty achy muscles and tendons. But um, yeah, it's been quite a, it's been quite a nice um, three or four days. I think, I think it ended up being like three and a half days and we took down three small buildings, these small kutis, uh, which I didn't anticipate would happen. Down to the ground, there's basically nothing left. And uh, in certain ways it's been a fair amount of fun. Lumpur has been talking about the <clears throat> you can keep your mind on something when you're destroying it. And, uh, and so that's been, you know, that's been kind of um, our engagement and quite a contrast from what we've been doing. Uh, just the kind of uh, sense of solitude that we've been having, uh, most of us in the monastery, the last week that we were uh, part, participating in the retreat, we all got together and, and uh, engaged in a, a full schedule. And before that, it, it had been quite open. Um, just a couple of monastics carrying on the morning and evening pujas and the, the lay support team that was here attending those pujas. And we have a reading every day, but other than that, it was just very open. And so um, coming into a contrasting situation like this, it can be uh, quite a shock, quite a shock to the system. But one of the things that I'm marveling at is just how although that you know with with the tiredness that's there there isn't there doesn't seem to be this uh, difficulty or dukkha there doesn't seem at least what appears on the surface um, people are possibly being very restrained but the, other than just being physically tired it seems that uh, people are 
enjoying themselves to a degree and uh, not going too hard uh, at the work. But then the amount that's getting accomplished is, is quite astonishing. And I think that that is uh, evident of just the, the cultivation that we've been uh, engaging in in these last three months. When you put a lot of time and effort into bringing the mind towards the present moment experience, towards the body, just breathing, life can become quite simple and then it can also become very focused and the attention can has has a uh, developed in a way that um, that a skill you know a skill has been brought to the fore and sometimes it can seem like that's that's not what's happening you know with uh, these long retreat times there can be a lot of a lot of uh, suffering actually a lot of pain and difficulty we want our minds to go in a particular direction. We want to um, experience peace, gain insights, but it's not, it's not always that way. It, it goes up and down. There's many peaks and valleys with this practice. I remember uh, when I was starting out in the practice, um, the formal side, just seemed like that was it. There was, there was nothing more to that. Could just sit and walk all day. And then coming to Abhayagiri, there were, there were times that that just wasn't, that wasn't what was being done. There was maintaining the monastery and dealing with a certain amount of work. And similarly, um, I was just remembering that I think we, the winter, the first winter I was here, just before becoming an Anagarka, then we engaged in, uh, I don't, there are so many work projects, it was unbelievable. There was five, we were building, finishing five kutis ourselves um, after contractors had come in and built some of them, we were finishing them. And uh, one we started from scratch was a solar shed, building a path of bricks out here um, there were probably a lot of projects I couldn't even remember. And there was an encouragement to, to work in the afternoon, but it wasn't, it was optional. And I, uh, I wasn't happy. And there was, a, there was a lot of dukkha in my mind, a lot of, uh, I just wanted it to end. And of course, the, the main thought that was coming in, especially as a, a new member, in the community was that this wasn't, this wasn't right, there was something wrong here, and I should have a lot more time to meditate and be peaceful, and uh, I didn't come here for all this work, and on and on the mind went with its justifications. And I think that there wasn't a lot of learning around right view. I had experienced a lot of peace in meditation, but I, I wasn't... I hadn't really brought in the, the Four Noble Truths. <clears throat> because if I had, I would have recognized very much that I was suffering and there was only one person who was causing that suffering. It wasn't the work monk at the time. Uh, although I, I really believed it was. Um, the suffering was coming from within. 
and the the sense that this this wasn't justified and there it needed to change and um, and I'm very happy that I got through that I'm still here but it was so very real in the mind and some people yeah some of the some of the junior members couldn't cope with it and they they ended up leaving rather than seeing you know that seeing that it was a a temporary thing that it was a, a it was impermanent and in certain ways if i had recollected uh, this this right view that the Buddha was talking about, if I had that as my, what was going through my mind rather than the complaints and the uh, aversion, then there could have been a lot of learning that I had. So I, I was unfortunately uh, sacrificing that learning. I was not, not seeing clearly. And I think it's just because at that time I didn't, I didn't have the tools to be able to deal with that. And it's not, it's not as though before I became, uh, before I came to the monastery that I wasn't doing, uh, engaging in hard work. It was a lot more actual mental work and it was, uh, it could be quite difficult. Even just getting through a, you know, through a day. I was a mental health counselor and I remember I would just be mentally taxed dealing with a lot of, uh, a lot of people that had a hard time coping with life. And so entering the monastery, it became like this, again, this sort of juxtaposition. It was supposed to be a sense that the monastery didn't have work. and didn't. It was just cultivating, uh, sitting in meditation the whole time. And uh, I just didn't, I didn't have a real concept that, you know, there was things to do. There was things to take care of, taking care of our kutis, our dwellings taking care of the, the grounds that we live on, taking care of these robe requisites, becoming an anagarka and using the same, the same whites each day and just needing to wash them and repair them. None of that had really entered my mind. So it's sort of, it's interesting how we can set that up. Sometimes we set up this, like, this sense of like, this is what, this is what true peace is. It's just sitting and walking all day long. Somebody else will feed me and that's all I, I need to do. And I'll be enlightened. And it's, you know, it, the, the Buddha really teaches uh, us to, to kind of question that as a sense of like, well, there's this thing called generosity. So you have to develop generosity. Um, there are things of how we regard other people. We do this practice with other people. We want to try to engage in goodwill. We want to engage in how we are thinking of others. It'd be an interesting teaching if the, if the Buddha, um, when he started his teaching, was just like, well, just ignore everybody around you. Don't have anything to do with them. Uh, don't think about them. Don't, uh, you know, there's no obligations. There's no no ways that you have to uh, engage with other human beings. But the Buddha was, you know, he was enlightened, so he, he saw clearly that there was a need. He, he actually restricted the, the monks and nuns uh, once the, the order started from actually 
making their own food and providing for themselves so that they would have that need to engage with others, to be part of other people's lives and, and also so that they would, they would have to have feedback because if they, if they weren't being fed, they weren't taking care of uh, their requisites, then uh, somebody else would be doing that and then therefore they would have to be worthy of those requisites. So engaging uh, with all kinds of things uh, in, in our lives is, is where the Buddha really encouraged, encouraged us to, uh, to kind of look. It's like, well, you've got to kind of be prepared for everything. And another one of the, the monks had commented that this was uh, quite hard work going straight into an all-day uh, very physically engaging uh, work. And he said, well, if I'm, not, if I'm not really able to bring my mind to that and, and work on that and experience that, then you know, what's this practice for? If it's only in a particular condition that I can manage uh, this practice, then it's not, we're not really engaging in what the Buddha's teachings uh, are for why he's left them as a legacy to us. I think about sometimes uh, when I do, you know, complain to myself or why me or whatever it is, you know, just the, the incredible hardships that the Buddha had in his life. You know, after he, after he decided to, to leave his uh, quite privileged life, he, he let it all go. You know, he, he really let let so much go, and uh, and through his own asceticism at first, and then recognizing that wasn't the right path, the extremes that he went through, and and then the hardships that he that he went through in his own um, determination for reaching the end of dukkha, the end of suffering, and thus the fact that he could have ended it right there, he could have. He could have said, okay, my work's done. But he was, we're told he was encouraged by a, um, a god who came to visit him and said, no, 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 don't finish your work. You need to help other people. And he said, right, okay, I can do that. So he engaged in this, in this path of helping others for over 45 years and some of the stories of just what he went through are, are just astounding. And he didn't give up. And somehow he, uh, you know, he just manifested this, this generosity of this offering of his life um, because he had realized the end of suffering. But it doesn't, one doesn't have to, I think, realize the end in order to be generous, in order to be kind to others, in order to stretch oneself. Uh, in whatever it is we might, you know, we might be able to do that's, that's positive and uh, comes from a, a wholesome aspect of our experience. So I, th I think as, uh, as I was beginning, I think the important part was this, this right view, this sense that there, is, there are these four noble truths and the Buddha really says try to, try to look through a lens of those those truths. 
have that be your lens rather than the woe is me and the self-centered ideas of what's, what's important in, for me to do and um, to guard my own uh, sense of, of who and what I am, what my interests are. So we, we, we learn to extend that. I think that one of the beautiful things living in the monastery is we have uh, so many good examples of that. You know, Lumpur has uh, exemplified that in his own life. The amount of giving uh, that he has done, it's, it's quite delightful just to think about that. I remember um, I made some comment to Lumpur and Ajinamaru in the very early days when I was on a Garkar Samanera, and I was saying, oh, you, um, you really, did you, you know, you, it, it seems like you really chose to, you know, to, in, to become abbots, to become senior, you know, senior monks who are really willing to lead and be helpful to the community just out of, out of so much generosity and, and kindness. And, um, and I think Lumpur said, or it was Ajinamaro, but they were both sitting there kind of laughing. They said, no, we did it because we're stupid. And uh, of course, that's not, that's not true. But they were, they were not wanting to, to take on that. Oh, yes, I did it because I'm such an extremely generous and uh, incredibly excellent human being. Or to do it even for that, to have a motive around that. But that's, you know, that's where we, yeah, it's quite a, an incredibly lucky thing to have, to have um, monks, monks and nuns in the world that have, have stayed for so long in the robes and are, are giving, continuing to give. Because, um, you know, admittedly, there, is, there is, can be, often be this feeling of just, oh, I'd rather just crawl away and you know, just not, not really uh, engage or um, do the work we're talking, I was just talking about, just kind of pull away. But so much I find for my, in my own practice that when I don't do that, when I try to stand up and do those things that I don't want to do, then there is, this, there is a, a quite a wholesome feeling that arises out of that. And that's what's happened with this, this work, just, just continuing it each day, even though it's so tiring. Um, much more so tiring because we've, you know, we hadn't been engaging for the last three months in that kind of work. But it just feels really good to, to, to look out for others, you know, to make sure that others are being safe, um, to help others when they're needing help with, with carrying things or taking something down. And so we recognize that if we open up to that, that generosity, that care of others, uh, that sense of goodness, then it, you know, it really has quite a positive effect. And this is the other aspect of right view that the Buddha wanted us to focus on, which was that of kama. The fact that when we do positive actions, we um, engage with others in positive ways. Even just to, to, to have the thought, you know, may, may the the things that I'm doing, may I dedicate the goodness that arises out of that to others. Just thinking that. It just, it, it allows the mind to, to be at ease and 
uh, to rest and um, to not really feel sort of that we need to blame ourselves or uh, feel guilty about something. We just, we just kind of put down that, that mindset of uh, it should just be how I want it to be. And we start to let go of that and there's just such a, a much more enjoyable experience to be had in life. And I, I think I could clearly see that uh, in, in others in the last few days. And it's, it's harder to see, you know, when we're, when we're living in solitude and engaging in our practice. You might see our, our um, monastic friend with his brows furled, focusing, walking somewhere. And uh, we are wishing each other well, but it's, it's, it's not, uh, there's, there's less of a connection during that time, and we're we're very much focused on on our own minds, and and that can that can create problems for us sometimes. And we the whole aspect of the practice is to work on those problems, because the the very focusing in itself um, can create a a sort of self centeredness if we're not careful. So that's why this this kind of engagement we've been doing I've, I've just found so helpful. Um, because there does, there comes out with that, what's been cultivated for so long, just that sense of like, oh, that goodwill towards others, that wanting for others to not suffer, for them to have both mental and, and bodily well-being. But also, um, there's that sense of learning that I was talking about and Engaging with this practice is what it, you know, what it's really for. That, that ending of suffering, the ending of dukkha, and learning how to do that. And so it's not, you know, it's not, uh, it's just not always on the cushion. And we do need to, to really channel, challenge ourselves sometimes and and step up. It was quite encouraging to see uh, Lumpur Pasno Ajahn Kurundamo. Uh, participating with us and uh, ripping up wood and pulling out nails and uh, yeah, just that, that, that sense of uh, communal well-being that comes from, from willing, willing to lend a hand. But also that, that continued sense of learning um, is so important that we can keep moving our minds towards it rather than as I was talking about earlier with my practice when I was when I was quite junior to just kind of focus on the negative and the I'd rather do my own thing and this is not what a monastery is for and somebody else should do this work and at the same time you know that that first year that I was here um, the work wasn't ending. It was continuing on every day. And, uh, and some people did get burned out and actually it went, it went too far. And Lumpur Pasano actually wasn't here. Um, but, uh, but then there was, there was some wisdom that came and it said, okay, I think that's enough for now. And we, you know, we ended that period in the monastery. It was about a few months 
And I think it was, it was really good. It was really good for me to go through that, to experience that. And uh, we don't, it's very rare that we practice that way in the monastery. Um, because it then, it then means sort of an end of seclusion for us for, I think, too long of a period of time. But for short periods of time, I just, I just find it so valuable. And also that I went through that while I was here. And I went through those mind states that were you know, encouraging me to leave or encouraging me to, uh, to, to, to just believe in my thoughts that what, what I was experiencing was just wrong. It wasn't correct. Rather than, than saying, oh, well, maybe it's this dukkha that's, that's incorrect. Maybe there's a way out of that. And it doesn't have to do with these conditions so much. So in the end, I think I was quite grateful for, for having gone through that, that period of time in the monastery. And, uh, and it's something that I, I now, at the time, I don't remember very, I, I, didn't, I didn't have very fond feelings about it, but, but now I, I look at it as, wow, it's kind of a different person. That's really, uh, there has been quite a lot of changes since then. So there can be a real delight in having gone through that and enjoyed that, that period of my, my life from a retrospective uh, view. So I just want to also express my appreciation to the community uh, for seeing the the care and attention and willingness to uh, to engage in this kind of uh, work. It was obviously quite beautiful to see uh, all of the community members during the retreat, such an open time, and uh, to really see people putting a lot of effort into their practice, moving slowly, more quietly, being considerate of, uh, of others in the monastery, and it was a very inspiring time. I think the winter retreat always is. And we had a, an amazing um, group of laymen who were taking care of us. Uh, and that was, quite, that was quite special. And so the, the thing that's coming up for me is just a lot of, a lot of gratitude. And, um, and that we call, we, we use a word called samaki. And that's sort of the, uh, a harmonious way of, um, of the Sangha members being with each other. Uh, and so it's, it's really felt that way for me, and I've, you know, I've quite in, enjoyed it. I mean, there's at times when it's not enjoyable. Um, but the overall feeling is just a sense of, of goodness and wholesomeness. And I think, I think the more that we can try to, to work with that in our, with our practice, um, then it's just so much more beneficial to bring that in rather than, than kind of having a, an attitude about um, you know, formal meditation as being the only true real activity uh, where one can learn or one can have peace. And so for, you know, for people who are living outside of a monastery, this is just the normal thing for a construction worker, 
they might even be engaging with that each day. But are they reflecting on the Four Noble Truths? And if they are, then I hope that that, that helps them. But if not, you know, it, yeah, it can be, it can feel like quite a burden. I guess it just all really depends on the attitude. So I've been a bit tired, and this has affected my mind, so if there's anything that's come out that's been helpful, then please take that with you tonight. Um, otherwise, um, I will end it here.